marriage is a political decision. Who you marry tells me who you are. When you marry a woman, you don't just marry her. You marry her culture. You marry her community. You marry her people. You understand? So when a black man marries a white woman, he's making several clear uh, points and messages he's sending out to his own people. Because there's no greater symbol of your loyalty to your struggle than to marry a sister who shares that struggle. Spider-Man, Spider-Man, does whatever a spider can, spins a web, any size, some happened that I've forgotten the lyrics, look out, here comes Spider-Man, that I ain't seen yet in the movie theater. He catches thieves just like flies. Is that what it is? Yeah. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know I just... I, I just no found out I, that uh, got all the lyrics, man. Like, that like, back in know. the day, though, he was on the Electric Company. They had a guy what? dressed up like Spider Man on the Electric Company, and Morgan Freeman was on there back then. And he'll like introduce him. They'd be like, "Oh, who is this? This is Spider Man." And then in Sp- the Sam Raimi Spider Man, the Sony Spider Man, no, 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 no. This is way before we've ever seen a live action Spider Man. He was live action on the Electric Company. Look it up. It's a thing. It's actually very disturbing, too. So, like, every time Spider-Man talked, he had, like, the little comic book bubbles. Okay. Then then it'd be... But, you you know, like, it wasn't the right type. It would be, like, the thought bubbles. Right. I know that's being very particular, but if you're not thinking nothing, then the bubble shit shouldn't be showing up, you know? It should be, like, the little squiggly... the, The little fool circle line with the thing that's pointed towards their face type of deal, you know? So, before we jump deeper into the comic book version of Spider-Man, we should uh, bring up, the only reason we've been talking that much about Peter Parker is Spider-Man Homecoming has come out, and it's got rave reviews. I have not seen it yet. You have seen it. I'm not really giving a damn about spoilers like that. I will watch it at some point, but I still got to see Baby Robin and War of Planet of the Apes. So, it's just kind of on my backlog. So, you know, tell people what you thought of it. I thought it was a pretty good movie. I don't think it's the the best Spider-Man movie I've ever seen or the best superhero movie I've ever seen. But I think it serves its purpose. I think it fits well in the um, what the, the MCU and uh-huh. the world that they've set up. I think that it's... I don't think it's... Are Spider-Man per se? I think it's a more of a Spider-Man for the for the new generation, um, for for like you know people a little bit younger than us, some for certain teenagers, for I guess our kids um, right. type of Spider-Man because it's it's, it's kind of different. It goes back with the what I do like about it a whole lot that you do spend the whole movie is focusing on the young Peter Parker and how he started. You know how you know he started off even in the comic book as being a, more so of a teenage superhero, and 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 in that time, um, now that I think about it, Spider Man is the first teenage superhero that wasn't a sidekick. Uh-huh. But with that being said, 
what homecoming does that I don't really care for, it it almost puts him in a sidekick type of role almost. Or like I'm a I'm a sidekick trying to prove myself to someone who's a more grander, more experienced superhero. And it this case is Superman. I mean ugh, Iron Man, my bad. You know, by the way, so I don't <laughs> want to deviate too much from uh, Spider-Man Homecoming. However, did you hear about DC-23? No. So, it basically, it's like a Disney conference where they talk about all kinds of stuff. They introduced uh, King of Mars 3. Yeah, they talked about the new uh, Lion King, for example. Which oh, yeah. The only white person in the new Lion King, which is a live-action version... Could you take a guess of who it is? Only white person in it? Hugh Jackman. Yep, yep. Yeah, I, I just saw that he's playing Scar. And why white people saw to about this? This dude is a Broadway hero. Like, legend, right? Hugh Jackman? And like, yeah, man. Uh, I mean, Hugh they, Jackman been killing it. They salty because there's no other white people in the movie. I know, but, but he's but, the, but, I mean, but like. That's just, that's just what they. No, no, no. Well, black people salty. They, like, there was oh, a woman, uh, I, I mean, I want to, like, call out her, like, Twitter handle. I can't remember what it is off hand, but she was like, I feel like, you know, it was uh, uninspired. I'm like, okay, like, this dude has done so much in in art, and you want to break that he is uninspired. Like, well, where's Hugh Jackman? Like, let it go. I feel like, like people underestimate Hugh Jackman, because, I, and I think that's, how people feel about most people who are more so known for playing superheroes, they underestimate them as being serious actors. Like that was depicted also in that movie with Michael Keaton, Birdman, where Mm -hmm. he pretty much played an actor that, that played a superhero in the movie, but then he wanted to show himself as being more of a serious actor by playing in the stage play. Let me tell you how I know Hugh Jackman's real. Hugh Jackman Retweeted an Adventure Time song about making pancakes. Making pancakes, making pancakes, making pancakes. Hell yeah, man! That was so fucking. That's my shit, actually. We need to explain that for the people right quick. Making pancakes, making bacon pancakes. Take some bacon and I'll put it in a pancake. Making pancakes, that's what it's gonna make. Making pancakes. Also on top of that, on DC23, they had the new Incredibles. They had, uh, like I said, new uh, Kingdom Hearts was gonna uh, adventure into a Toy Story uh, setting. Uh, On top of that, they showed some new uh, Infinity War stuff. Oh, I heard and, about the Infinity War stuff. Oh, bruh. I, I read, I read like, kind of a synopsis of what it was. Bruh. Yeah, I almost, and, I almost buzzed one when I heard But But, look, look, here's the thing, right? So, like, Sony already got the rights to... Uh, Spider-Man. The, right. What? It, all right. Now, look. This ain't gonna happen, but in, in the best version of what is possible in all multiverses, right? Yeah. What they would do, hear me out. So, Fox got the X-Men license, right? Sony got the Spider-Man license, right? Right. You would have... Watch this, right? You would have Tobey Maguire come back. You have Andrew Garfield come back. And they be Spider-Man. The X-Men will come back in the Marvel Universe. You talking about like a multiverse type deal? Yeah, yeah, because Thanos will break 
all the multiverses yeah. and everybody being the same universe. That'd be Boom. dope. That way they can do the Spider-Verse storylines and everything. Then you can bring in Miles and Morales for once. Maybe. They ain't gonna do it, but mm-hmm. bruh. That'd be dope. But bruh, you know, you you know, about, you know you what Sony about. is doing, though. What's that? What are, they, what are you talking about? They're making a Venom movie starring Tom um, Hardy. I don't want to talk about that. This shit's slow. Hey, I'm out. It might, I'm it out. might be cold. But, but my thing, I don't think you can make a Venom movie without Spider-Man. I don't know how they're going to explain Venom's origins without Spider-Man. Yep. All right, look, 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 look. Spider-Man 3, let me tell you what's slow about Spider-Man 3 since you're bringing Everything. that up. The symbiote is not there to just simply make Peter Parker emo. Nah. Peter Parker became a violent person. You know, Peter Parker... Like, basically, he didn't have to put... The symbiote wasn't connected to the suit. Like, it would just go on the human being, Peter Parker. So he could just be, like, out. He don't need no extra Spider-Man suit. He just turned to the symbiote. And he became a whole other person. So, like, I feel like Spider-Man 3 missed the whole point of what was special about the comic. Yeah. And they have an opportunity to rectify that. I'm just, I've heard some things, some rumors about the Venom movie. I'm not honestly very um, excited about where it's going or, or what they're potentially talking about doing. I think I think the only thing that got me excited in it is the actor that's, is that Tom Hardy decided to be a part of it. And I, I don't think that he gets on board with anything that's going to be garbage. But I mean, we'll, we'll know, we won't know until it actually comes about. So That's fair. But um, but anyway, homecoming. I think I think it was pretty good. Like I said, I, another thing. Like I said, I don't think it's the best Spider-Man movie, nor is it the best superhero movie. I don't. I felt like I wanted to like it a lot more than I did. Um, because other people, as far as critics, yeah, yeah I work. think I think the reviews on it. I think I understand why people like it, but I also think that they're. I don't, I don't know. Like I think they're. They're too in love with it or something. Well, how does you feel about Wonder Woman? I liked Wonder Woman a lot. Yeah, it, I, it, so as much as critics did, or just you know, on your own. I think I think it's the same level as I feel. Now, let me let me to to go back with it. I was a, I had moments in watching Wonder Woman where I was like legit excited. Uh huh. And I didn't I I don't in in Spider Man Homecoming. I didn't have as many as though of those moments. It was just certain things I thought were like, oh, that was cool, or oh, I see why they did that. And there's even a moment in there where I thought was was pretty touching to me in a sense, you know? Uh-huh. But but I think with, with Wonder Woman, I think it's more because of the type of movie it is, it made it stand out a little bit more. I think the fact the seed that that strong, I guess, female character taking on this role and leading this whole movie throughout, is what kind of made it stand up, stand out more, and you know, just seeing her be badass like that. But um, to add to theme song and Batman vs Superman was so bumping, bro. Yeah, and it and it comes up. (laughs) Oh, they brought that song back, man. And when they play it, when they play it in this, it's a, it's in a it's a real cool scene where they play it. But it kind of it kind of put me in the mindset of watching like Xena Warrior Princess mixed in with Captain America. 
So if you were to like marry both of those together, that's what you got. And I and I like Greek mythology. I like Xena. I like the whole World War One element to it. So that that's what got me on board to it. And it had a certain epicness to it. Spider Man is not epic at all. Spider Man Homecoming. And I think and I, I I'm kinda I kinda feel where they were coming with that. It's a more grounded storyline. I think the vulture was a pretty good villain. Like Michael Keaton, the casting on there is amazing. I tell you that. They got teenage they got people that's playing teenagers that actually look like teenagers. Oh, oh a revelation. <laughs> like I've never seen that before. I'm, and I could really say that in the history of filmmaking, I haven't seen that that much. You there's always somebody you know, in that house so, that so, looks like, like a grown-ass man. I, I know what you're getting at. Some people might not offhand. So, typically, you'll have adults playing teenagers. So, like, if you go back and you watch something like Scream or I Know What You Did Last Summer, those people are, like, 20s, 20, in their mid-20s, and they playing people who are 16. Now, mind you, um, Tom Holland, who plays Spider-Man, he is 20 years old, but he looks all of 15. Like, if he tell you he's 15, you're going to believe Mm-hmm. Zendaya is 19, 21, whatever. Why are they trying to hide that she married Jane? Well, you'll have to see it. You'll see what you'll see what they're doing. Is it so this is a legitimate reason? No, it's I don't know, man. I you'll, it's kinda whack to me, but she she's she's kinda married Jane and she's kinda wait, wait. Okay, well, spoiler alert, people. Okay, so et cetera, in, the film, et in the film, her name is Michelle. She's kind of like this. Oh, get the fuck out of here! Super, you know, like smart ass. She's a, she's a smart ass kid, and but she kind of okay. got a low key emo ness type of attitude about her. Uh-huh. But like at the end, she says, "Yeah, yeah, my friends called me MJ." Uh, so it was, boo, it was yeah, boo, it was, was kind of cringeworthy. Boo. And the crowd goes, but yeah, it's cringe worthy, but um, you know, whatever. I it didn't, it didn't mess me up. but it has some good moments. Um, I think it's one of the movies I gotta watch again and to you know really just sit down, dissect. But and it's a fun time too, like, it's a very fun movie. But I guess me being such a Spider Man fan, I could talk about Spider Man this whole time that. I guess I my expectations was like extremely high, and when I watch a movie with extremely high expectations, like I went in to Batman versus Superman, it's like I just I I just expect like a whole other level of something, a but certain they, amount of excellence. Yeah, but but they did give us a Spider Man that we haven't seen before. Um, they don't touch bases at all on Uncle Ben, like at all. Which I think he should be mentioned though. You know, I mean, yeah. No, 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 no. Uh, uh-uh. uh. I don't need that no more. I think, it's like I don't, yeah. I don't need to watch another Batman movie with his parents dying. Yeah, I no, I don't want to see him die. I'm not saying we have to see him die. I feel like he should be mentioned because I feel like the biggest part of why he became Spider Man has to be out. Whereas I don't need this, no more. In they, this world, it take, it take half an hour to do the, to do the Uncle Ben story. No, I don't need don't, that no more. That's what I'm saying. We don't have to have the story. I just want to see it being mentioned. Like he's you know what? how about like, every mentioning when Thanos be like, Oh, you know what, I saw that this happened, I'm gonna make you fear this, blah blah blah. That's that's all I need. Next movie. Cool. It takes twenty guess. seconds. But but I feel like in in this one now what I will say that I like about it, it does show you 
what it's like in a sense to be a civilian in a world full of superheroes because uh-huh. even their high school is kind of um influenced by it like the students everything everybody's influenced in this um post what you post avengers world you know they okay. had like they got they got these instructional videos where captain america is sitting down talking to the students and shit like that and so, like that sounds corny. I don't know if it's like no, good or not. it's corny as it's corny as hell, but it makes sense. It's like one of them videos, like, hey, so I, so I hear you in detention, so I hear you acting up, you know, like one of them, you know, them videos they showed us. So, oh, so you're going through puberty. It, it's stuff like that, and it makes sense, and it makes sense to why, like, if you, if if I was a teenager or if you were a teenager, and we so happen to got get superpowers. We're going to look up to the other people with superpowers. It makes sense. that. And so, I, I'm just loving that you compared it to uh, <laughs> you going through puberty video. It's exactly what it... Because it's like he's sitting down in the chair and he like talking. And it's 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 cool. It's it's cool. I, I like that element of it. But anyway, we'll, we'll sit down and talk about Spider-Man all that. I know you had mentioned um, Jay-Z's new album. <laughs> yeah. I uh, yeah, I'm, I'm 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 not over there yet. Four 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 was on point. Uh, so Jay seemed to put out a new album on title. By this point, uh, as we're talking about it, it's on Apple Music and whatever else. Um, it people have called it a kind of a re, not a rebuttal, but like a response to uh, Beyonce's Lemonade, uh, his wife, and I, I would say that that's. Uh, you know, if if you are in the beehive, that's an you know apropos. Like you can you can put it that way. I uh-huh. do think it's doing a hell of a lot more than that. Um, I don't think you have you haven't had an opportunity to listen to it, right? No, I just heard the story of OJ, which I like a lot. Uh, so so what do you think of it? Like you know, uh, so kind of break down for folks like what you think of it, like what, what it's about and all that. Well, you know, I only listened to it twice, man, but. It's, oh, oh! How many? How did you not listen to it a hundred times? I haven't listened to it. Well, times. I haven't listened to it a hundred times. Let let me let me hear what your opinions on it first, so because I'm I'm sure you. Uh, oh uh, no! Sure you know. All right. So, <laughs> so the album or the song. The the let's start with the story of OJ first. Story of OJ is a song about um young folks with money blowing it real fast. Oh. That's pretty much all it is. And um, and, opp- and basically saying, like, there are a chance for entrepreneurship if you don't do what Jay-Z did. And he says, like, look, I was that idiot blowing two, like, and this is verbatim, essentially. I'm, well, let me not say that. This is, this is a breaking out of his point. It's not verbatim. But he's like, you know, I bought every V12 engine, which I could take it back to the beginning. And he said, I spent $2 million on V12 engines, but I could have bought a property in Dumbo, which is you know, area uh, now in Brooklyn, could have bought it for $2 million, could have bought this property. Now it's worth $25 million. Guess how I'm feeling? Dumbo. Yeah. And now, then to start the second verse, he's like, you know, what's more important than spending money to, or throwing money at strippers in the strip club? Credit. Which is like, <laughs> alright, look, what I'm trying to get y'all to understand is like, you know, I used to be like, y'all, here's how you can invest your money and have it appreciated. That's a long story short of You know, you know what's, what's funny about that? You know, it's one part of the verse. I think he said something about y'all y'all on Instagram putting money to your ear. 
Yeah, but but so, that's a that's a disconnect. We don't call that money over yeah, here. Yeah, we don't call that money over here. So yeah. um, Future got on Instagram and he took a picture of himself with money to his ear and he like, yeah, nigga, we still got our money to our ear over here type of deal. Yeah, and so, he and other rappers uh, such as uh, Lil Boosie were like, you know, Jay-Z's not God. He can't be telling me what to do. And I hear all that, but like, so as a person who's working at the bank now, let me just like make this real clear. What he's essentially saying is, your money can appreciate and you don't have to do anything. You just invest it in certain stuff and then it accumulates value. Yeah, you let your money work for you. Right. Like, well, I mean, see, people say that. But it's so abstract. Like, if here's the thing. Like, people who don't have a lot of money don't totally get investment. And, I, and I'm saying this as a person who's just now starting to understand it. But if I come to you and I say, look, I'm going to, like, okay, Jay-Z said, a $2 million um, property turned into $25 million some years later, right? Yeah. So he's saying it it actually accumulated. Think about how crazy it is. So, all right, let's see. All right. I think this is right. My math kind of crazy right now, but I think that's um, 250% appreciation, right? Yeah. So, if that's right, and it, and it might be wrong, my, my math kind of funky right now, but let's say that's right. Anyway, it, it's, it's a lot of difference. If I come to you and I say, all right, I can turn 500, I mean 500, I can turn your $5 and I can make it 60, right? Let's say that's 200%. I can, t- I can take your $5 and turn it in the, in the 60. So, give me $5 invested into something. Is gonna turn to sixty. You go, what? It makes sense, bro. It's like, well, I can do it though. You're like, well, how will it turn into that? Like, cause it will. Like, cause the thing is, once you buy the art, for example, or you buy the property, that is some money you might have put in. Like, this ain't like art, for example. Like, art can accumulate, and that really ain't got nothing to do with you. For property to go up like that, you know, you gotta actually take care of it, and you gotta hire people to like actually handle maintenance on the property and this and that and so on and so forth. But art can kind of go up by itself. But they ain't even got nothing to do with you doing anything with it. So... I'm going to go ahead and get into our main topic. Yeah, might as well. Um, yeah. It's kind of crazy. So... It is still June 2017. However, we already have a brand new presidential candidate for 2020 that uh, was catching everybody by surprise. Mr. Umar Johnson <laughs> who is uh, as many people know been you know taking interviews from everywhere been on the Breakfast Club lately been on TV One and recently um, thanks to that he uh, was on ABC uh, Good Morning America where you know people are interested in hearing some more of his thoughts about you know, interracial marriage and some other controversial things he discussed recently. And he announced he'll be running for president. And, lo and behold, he's got a lot of support. Now, our current president, you know, may or may or not be playing a part in that, but uh, everything Umar Johnson says is, is, you know, it's got a modicum of truth. However, he is 
a professional bullshitter, as should be known. Um, you know a little bit about that, right, though? Yeah. I mean, <clears throat> I'm like this. Whoa, I'm sorry. Yo, have we really given a good enough description of who this man is? Because some people might not know who Umar yeah, Johnson is. Maybe some. Maybe, yeah, maybe. Maybe for for one, he the blood heir to blood relative. I'm sorry, of Frederick Douglass. He claims to be. To be clear, <laughs> that that, mean, that is not necessarily a fact. He claims to be the relative of Frederick Douglass. So I won't be cutting you off again. I just wanted to like make no, that no, really no, clear. no. That's. That's what I was about to say. He claims to be the blood relative of Frederick Douglass. And, then, you know, when people, when people call him out on it, you know, he, he has his little rebuttal, too. He he literally has an answer for everything. Um, Black Donald and it, Trump's. And, it, and it's, yeah, it kind of reminds you of a politician. You know, he has his his actual, like, rhetoric and stuff like that. He, you know, he's interesting to listen to. If anything, lay, like, lay out a few more of his uh, his doctrines. Which 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 one which one would you like to? Hear? I mean, like, what, like I mean, look, we ain't gotta go through a whole list. Is whatever you feel like bringing up. Uh, okay, so one of the things that he said for one on the the Breakfast Club was that he has no respect for a black man who marries a white woman. Oh, let's come back to that. That's a long discussion. Go, go, like. Okay, so we we jump in the head. Listen to them all first. We'll come back to the details. You talking about um, I'm I'm saying which one? Because he say a lot of stuff. You I so like I I I he he talk a lot. His mission is so um he is a a self proclaimed and I'm not saying self proclaimed because. It is total BS, but self-proclaimed because it's hard for people to verify this information. But he says he's a a man who has a doctorate. Uh, he says that he helps people with special needs and all kinds of other stuff. His grand mission is to help uh, Africans. He he is a um, pan-Africanist. Yeah, pan-Africanist, and pan-Africanist is a person who believes that. Uh, people of, of the African diaspora should all stick together no matter what occurs. African-American, uh, somebody from Ghana, South African, wherever it might be out in the world. And all people who are of black ethnicity should stick together, so on and so forth. That's what the Pan-African says. He is of that mindset. Um, so along with that, he's all about people not having interracial marriages who are black. He is a black man himself, just to be clear. Um, additionally, he um, is somebody who had a bunch of people donate to him. Uh, the current estimates are around $700,000 to start a school, a boarding school. Nobody can find out where the funds have gone. Uh, he may or may not be a con man. And I'm only saying that again because people cannot verify the information is where this stuff came from. Similar to how we cannot see where a lot of the funds of our president has put stuff together. We don't know where it is and is not. So this is not uncommon necessarily among people who have a very charismatic um, and and, and enigmatic approach to their personas. But um, he's he's an interesting figure, and a lot of people have his backing. Um, 
a lot of black people are all about what he's talking about. He is also, because of his Pan-African um, background, he's a person who believes in a sort of segregation among the races yeah. and how society should, should be built. So um, I don't know where you want to take it from there. I just kind of want to lay a very quick foundation for the sort of person we're talking about. Yeah. Uh, but as you will, what, what, what do you think of his, his run for, for president? Like, I mean, do you think it has legs? Um, no, honestly, no. Well, why not? I mean, I mean, yeah. Segregation is why wouldn't he have, uh, you know, support in the South? I I, I don't know. It's so, let me see how I can put this into words. With Donald Trump, I I was surprised and I wasn't surprised that he became president. Okay. Because we do live in a, a a country government that is governed by racism. I was waiting to say post racial society. Huh? I was waiting on you to say post racial society. No, no, no. <laughs> like we live in a racist society, and um, systematic racism and all that is a real thing. White supremacy is a real thing. That's that's something that I can agree with that Dr. Umar Johnson talks about. But if you were to switch that and you gave a black man that type of power with that type of mindset, nah, it's not gonna it's not gonna it's not gonna work. Because he he talks against all of those things, you know. Talks and against it, what? Like white supremacy, um systematic does he, racism. He Does he, he talk against white supremacy? Mm-hmm. You sure? Well, that's that's in this whole little thing. I sat there and watched a video he had called 11 Laws of White Supremacy." And he oh, he break what was in it? He breaks all of that stuff down, you know, as far as um white supremacy about how like <clears throat> how a, how an individual might not hate you as a black person. Like a white individual might not hate you as a black person. But all black people, all I'm sorry, all white people are racist, because he was he was stating that racism itself doesn't deal with emotion and how you necessarily feel about a person, but more so has something to do with with power. So well, that being, I mean, it's, well, okay, is that okay? That, that's an issue about the intent, though. Like, whether somebody intends for racism to work in their favor, for example, or they actively participate in the circumstances such that they perpetuate the particular symptoms of their racism, you know, yeah, that can have an effect. Yeah. So it's pretty much in saying another, another point that he brought up with that is that if you like, he he's saying that white people don't want to give up their their white privilege, and in not wanting to even accept the fact that you have white privilege, is is an act of racism. And 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 to not uh, try to do anything and put things in place. I, I, okay, okay, so that that that's his opinion, right? And so, how familiar are you with Richard Spencer? No, I'm not familiar with. You don't know who this is. Mm, no. 
You're going to have to explain. Richard Spencer. Uh, damn, I wasn't prepared to try to break this down. Uh, so Richard Spencer is a leader of the alt-right. Uh, what particular group? Eh, I don't know. Uh, basically a dude who's like, you know, I feel like whites are... So, how can I make this very fast? Essentially, he's a dude who feels like... He, he is quintessentially a Nazi. Oh, right? he's a white supremacist. I see him now. Oh, 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 you looking him up or something? Yeah, I'm looking him up right now. He's the dude. He's the dude that got punched in the face. It was a white supremacist, and everybody was celebrating and getting punched in the face. Yeah. And white supremacists are not like really tripping on people calling them white supremacists. Like they actually like we need to make this shit go further. Like, yeah, yeah, I love white supremacy. Like, what you talking about? Of course, this is amazing. Like, I don't need equality. Like, that's actually literally antithetical to having white people at the top. That's, like, why would I not support that? So, anyway, I say that to say, um, in a lot of ways, you know, the sort of rhetoric that people have that's led to an explosion of the alt-right media, Donald Trump's prominence, and just a distrust in our democratic process it's all tied to the same kind of thing. A distrust of government, a distrust of like the controls we have, mm-hmm. and just this idea that like any information you get, like okay, so basically, as long as somebody tells you they care about you, their opinion and information that they send to you is more important than somebody who hasn't resonated with you emotionally. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, like, so a lot of people, for example, Trump and you know who are Trump supporters, they're like, all right, well, Fox News gave me this. So Sinclair, I'm you know I'm not gonna deep, dive deep in this, but like, there's a lot of local news, like Sinclair, who their corporation has like a lot of connections to local news affiliates, and um, they'll put very positive spins on what the president's been doing, even though a lot of it's like insanely crazy like again I don't want to jump too deep in this but like you know we just had to stuff with Trump Jr. in the emails and it's not a thing of like intent it's like okay so if you try to collude if the, the Russian government see an email or somebody who says hey this is a Russian operative who like to meet with you and you like alright I love it that's great you don't get to like say, okay, like, that's all good. Because in that case, every police sting that's ever been operated would never fucking function. You like, the stings oftentimes just like an operative, you know, saying, okay, intent to do such and such. It's not about whether you actually finish the crime. It's about did you intend to do it. Mm-hmm. So if you, if you ever watch, like, To Catch a Predator, they don't catch motherfuckers on did they actually have sex with a minor? Is did you intend to? Yeah. That, that, that I mean, like it's literally about intent and 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 you know, you didn't get what you wanted, but did you try to do that? Like, was it? What, did you come to meet this undercover operative because you thought they were a twelve year old girl? You know what I'm saying. Yeah. 
That's just not how shit works. So before we get too too far off, um, what what are your opinions on what he said about interracial marriages or uh, interracial relationships in general? Uh, I don't. I mean, it sounds like he called people a race traitor, and I just I don't I don't mess with that. I feel like that's foolish, and. You can go there, but it, it doesn't mean a whole lot. Like, so I had to marry a black woman because he basically said, like, if a woman doesn't understand your struggle, like, she can't. Like, okay, he, he says every sort of uh, relationship is a political decision. And, like, man, I ain't thinking about all that. Like, if somebody love me and respect me, like, and I meet that person and, and they all good and, and I feel comfortable with it. That's as complicated as it's got to get. Like, it's a personal thing. I'm not trying to say something to the whole damn world. Like, you can say you are. But, for example, uh, in TV One, they brought up Harry Belafonte, for example, and, and like, several other individuals who've done all kinds of things Sydney civil Portier. rights who married white women. And, he, you know, he was like, oh, well, you know, I mean, like, it was all good. But, like, they, you know, the, the greatest thing you could do is marry a black woman. It's like, man, look. Sometimes you just ain't meet him at the right time. It could be all kind of stuff. It ain't that you don't want to marry a black woman. Like, I mean, we people, you meet people at the wrong or right time. Like, that makes all the difference. Like, I met a woman who, you know, I could have been in the right situation. We could have been together, but it didn't happen. And I'm damn happy anyway. Like, it is what it is. Nobody finna be sitting up there trying to make a political decision because of some bullshit some dude like Umar Johnson got to say. Yeah, and I mean, I mean, and and with that, too, not every <laughs> the black experience is different from them, you know, for for black people. Like, not everybody grew up in the same neighborhoods. Not everybody has the same experiences or upbringings. So, you you can be with a black woman that you can't even have those type of conversations with about um like if you were pan if you into pan Africanism or whatever, there's some of them that's not woke that has more of a um a white or European mindset also. Hey, and right quick though, I'm gonna say if you pan Africanist and you marry a white woman, that's almost contradictory. I'm not saying like you can't do it. I'm just saying like <laughs> what if she that a, shit is kinda crazy. What if she an African <laughs> white woman? <laughs> Well, she a white woman from Africa, but but at any rate, no, nah, but it's it's not about nationalities. You know <laughs> I'm what I'm just, saying? I'm just like, I, I, so, I, but see, I don't care about that. Like, I'm not saying it. I'm saying if you adhere to those principles, like, then it wouldn't make a whole lot of sense. I'm not saying I think it it, it even makes sense to hold those principles. But I'm saying if you feel like I'm praying to Africanists and you marry a white woman, yeah, like you're gonna have problems with whoever else calls himself praying to Africanists. It just is what it is. Yeah. And I mean I think I think and it's not it's not just him. It's like just everybody. It's just the world always dictates who a person should should be in love with. And I don't I don't think I personally don't think that's right. I mean because even even another thing too, like he never really mentions, and nobody ever really mentions a black woman that dates a, that marries a white man, you know. 
he did to an extent. He he had this one thing um, in the eleven laws of white supremacy. He talked about um, which one am I thinking? Serena Williams. She right. just married a European guy, and he was saying they're engaged. I don't know if they're married yet. Okay, but at any rate, he said that the only reason why this per- this white man married her was for her money. <laughs> um, and he said because she's worth more money than he is. And then she said, he 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 said, you know, he hate to say it, but somewhere down the line, he gonna try to get away with with all of her money, so on and so forth. But then you can meet a brother that could do the same thing, though, because they see that opportunity. Man, I don't look. think it, I don't think with that, that's a white or black thing. That's just like, damn, she rich. Let me see what I can so, get out of. It. So let me tell you something right quick about shoot. As brother. many as many brothers as we got that's living with black women right now and not paying no rent. And, and messing so, off on them. So I mean, like it's 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 if a person if a person is like that and they see the opportunity to exploit someone, whether they're black, white, Asian, or whatever, and they think they can get away with it, they are gonna try to get away with it. I look, I ain't disagreeing, but here's the thing. So even on the most base level, the idea of segregation. And there is return. How how much support do you think that would get among southern states? Hmm. Because that's what that's what he's I going think, to advocate coming up, right? Yeah, I think I think the idea of segregation would be something that a lot of people, especially like in some of these um, southern states, will be all about, regardless if they want to admit it or not. Mm-hmm. And this this is on both black black and whites. But that might be the only thing that I guess you could say r- racist white people and black people will be able to agree upon is the segregation part. But I think the idea of someone like him actually becoming president is extremely far-fetched. Why? Okay. So, how far-fetched was Donald Trump becoming president a year ago? It was was far-fetched, but once once it happens, this just let us know the type of America, the type of country that we live in. So why why that, won't Johnson fact, not why won't he have an opportunity to become our president? Because he black. Because he's Barack because Obama, he's, no listen listen. Barack listen, Obama listen. was black. What are you talking yeah, about? Yeah, but Barack Obama was black, but he does he doesn't use the same rhetoric. But Barack Obama, all right, look here's the thing, right? So Umar Johnson coming to people like the government's taking advantage of you, just like Donald Trump did. Populist bullshit. Well, they ain't really gonna follow through on it. Why would that be any different? It'd be it'd be just different because of the fact that he's a black man with the same rhetoric. A white man I, can get away with that rhetoric. Don't get me wrong. I think a white man, like even this guy, who who were we just talking about? What's this guy? This guy, Richard B. Spencer. I could see him becoming the president before I see Umar Johnson becoming the president. Even though their rhetoric, you no, can, look, it can let be argued. Straight that up, it mirrors each other. Let me tell you something about politics, right? Okay. So, 
what has Donald Trump done in his administration that's like impactful to the people who vote who like say I'm gonna vote for you and I put my faith in you? Nothing. Okay. So all he's done is tell people, I care for your needs. I'm here for you. But I actually don't give a fuck about you. That's enough. They just want to hear that you care about us and you you hearing us out. Right? Yeah. Why is it not the same thing? I hear what you're saying. It's, 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 a, it's a complete, it's a completely different, it's a completely different thing. I see what you're saying as far as making those comparisons, but what? A, because of the type of black man that he is. Now, now I tell you, I tell you what. If Barack Obama had the same type of concept of of doing some of the stuff that Umar Johnson would do or claim that he would do in office, but still carried himself like Barack Obama, then I could see it. His name's Barack Obama, bro. But... It's, it's so close to Osama. But, but, but... Huh? His, his name is so close to Osama, it's ridiculous. It's Barack. <laughs> but, but... Obama. And his name, Hussein. But, Barack Obama, bro. But that's that's his name. I'm talking about how he carries himself. Like, so, like a lot of things okay, in politics is all about what you show and what you don't show. It's like a movie. It's like it's smoking mirrors. So, oh, Johnson, Omar Johnson is unapologetically an Africanist, Pan-Africanist. So everything in what he say, how he act, how he talk is going to be pro-African, pro-black. Donald Trump is unapologetically a billionaire whose tax returns we'll never see. Yes, and he's also... A white man, he can get away with it. I ain't even sad. <laughs> that's, that, that's as deep as it go. That, that's as deep <laughs> as it go. Like he, he can be that way. He can. And and can, I, can we get the Mark Hamill Joker he, laugh right there? He can be completely trash and get away with it because of his race. That's just what it is. He can be racist. He can be a bigot. He can be an asshole. He so, can be so I, for a timestamp in history, I just do want to note this is like we're we're saying all this stuff after the Donald Trump Jr. emails <laughs> of all that stuff done come out and all oh, he met with Russians and, it, and and people like oh like and I'm talking about Donald Trump Jr. done release the emails. It ain't like we got some doubt about whether or not this happened, what the intention was, and all that. No, 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 yeah. no. We know all of that, and people still like no, 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 no. He didn't mean it like that. And it wasn't as as malicious as it occurs to be it blah 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 blah. Yeah, of course. That's what I'm saying. You can get away with doing that. So So up? GTPW, right? Huh? GTBW? GTBW. Good to be white? Ha! <laughs> Apparently. Especially <laughs> in America. But um oh, But anyway, I think it's Think things about that time for us to start wrapping up. You got any closing comments? Uh, this podcast was powered by New Amsterdam. You should no, get some. No, of you can't. Gin when no, you, you can. can't. You can't do it. <laughs> we can't keep giving out, you know, free, free sponsorship <laughs> and sponsorship, and then they already got enough money as is. That New Amsterdam hey, is fine. Hey, we, we just see, I said they name Let's just see what stick, right? No, we can't do it. <laughs> 
I'm not going to do I mean, unless they start giving us some money and then we ain't got to go to our, you know, nine to five every day, then. No. Right, bro, play, hey, New Amsterdam, play this at your uh, your next meeting of executives, man. We trying to get on, bro. We ain't asked for a lot. We just, we trying to pay some bills over here. So, like, just help us out. Like, we, we going to put y'all on. Just Whatever. The first thing they going to say is, did they say white privilege? Hell no. <laughs> that's going to that's, that's shut that's up down the whole meeting. <laughs> hey, look, we all about people being people, right? But, like. You know, hey, it is what it is right now, of course. But, hey, we enjoy your beverages. We're all about them. They're helping us be a little more candid as we go. So if you, if you uh, are willing to be in a partnership, we love to do it, right? They, they, they not listening to it. But anyway, <laughs> anyway, we signing out. Yeah, I ain't got nothing. Oh, 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 one more thing. Um, so at this moment, uh, it's actually Sunday. It's the grand finals of Evo 2017 out in Las Vegas. I'll be on that job next year. Uh, oh, fighting game tournament. It's the biggest fighting game tournament in the entire universe. Milky Way Galaxy, son. So if y'all all about these fighting games, let me know. I know we've been talking about the Dragon Ball Fighter Z before. Uh, how uh, Geese Howard's been announced on Tekken. Uh, Street Fighter, where you at? Like, I get y'all up on that. Keep slowing these games. He say every time he get whoopy, it's cheating. So we ain't no, gonna bring no, that up. They they do cheat y'all. And by the way, I want to clarify for all of you out there that are not gamers. He's not talking about a real fighting tournament. These are video games. Yeah. The, okay. He's not going Thank to the what's yeah. the, the Kumite, yeah. um, or anything like that. These you can't say Kumite, bro. The Kumite. Yeah. He's not fighting to the death. It's not blood sport. This is nah, I, I gotta go back to my, my, you know, regular office gig. Where not, I, like, John Clive Van Damme. <laughs> not at all. all not right. at all. Well, anyway, we we signing now. Of course. All right, so y'all be easy. Um, if you could, please give us a review. Uh, give us some of them five stars. If not, let us know what you like, what you don't like. And um, we'll go from there. But thank you so much for listening this far in. And we'll be in touch. All right. We out. All right. See you.